Hello. If you're able to, please close your eyes. Take a deep breath in. And a deep breath out. Relax your shoulders. Unclench your jaw. Take another deep breath in. And another breath out. You can open your eyes now. My name is David and welcome to Mindful Moments. I hope you're all well. I hope you slept well. I'm very well, thank you. And I also slept well. When life isn't going so great for me, and I've said this before and you'll hear me say it again, when life isn't going so great, I'll look at three things. How am I eating? How am I sleeping? Am I exercising enough? And I'll try and sort those three things out and see what happens from there. And it's one of those pillars that I want to talk about today. I want to talk about sleep. Because as I said, I had a great night's sleep yesterday. And I feel how much better I feel for it. And this year, fixing my sleep and taking sleep importantly has been a real priority for me. And it's made a real difference. So I'd like to talk about my experience with that. I would also like to issue a disclaimer. My sleeping pattern hasn't always been very good. It was something for me to fix. But I didn't struggle to sleep because of anything outside of my control. I struggled to sleep because of poor habits. I didn't have any health issues. I didn't have anything that, as I said, I couldn't control that was stopping me from sleeping well. So if that is the case for you, please don't take anything I say as an indictment of what you're doing or telling you to do anything differently or change. My circumstances were such that the only thing in the way to me sleeping properly was me. So I don't want to make anyone feel bad. One of my favorite artists, James Blake, has a gorgeous song called Lullaby from My Insomniac, which he wrote for his partner when she struggles to sleep. The opening line of that song says, sleep happens to you. It's not a failure if you can't. And I would like to echo that beautiful sentiment. It's not a failure to not be able to sleep. It's just something that if you can fix and can work on, will benefit you. So I just like to share my experiences. That's all. Disclaimer over. Sleep. When I was in my first year of university in 2017, I read a study on sleep and how lack of sleep and sleep deprivation affects you long term in your life. In my first year of university, I was not getting a lot of sleep. Lack of sleep and sleep deprivation were things I was very familiar with, shall I say. And so I decided at the time, having read that seven to nine hours of sleep was optimal, that I would aim for eight hours of sleep a night. And I did it for one week straight. For seven nights, I slept eight hours every night without failure, without compromise. And that was one of the best weeks of my life. I felt amazing that, <laughs> that whole week. I felt unbelievable. It felt like my energy bar was topped up. It felt like I was constantly plugged in. And I was like, wow, sleep every day. 
at good times, sleeping well, can really, really works. Incredible. I wish somebody had told me this. Subsequently, I never did that again. Not till this year. I never, from then until this year, went seven days in a row getting eight hours of sleep a night. Which is, it sounds crazy to say that it was five, six years between me doing that. But at the same time, it's not really. If you think about life and the way the world works, it's very easy to not get enough sleep. I think the time where we wake up is dictated a lot by our circumstances and the things around us. And the average person will have to wake up in time to start work at around nine. That's when the world tends to, tends to start moving. If you've got travel involved, you've got to eat breakfast, all those kinds of things, you have to wake up quite early. And so to get eight hours of sleep a night, you have to go to bed quite early. But the vast majority of the day, you spend doing things for other people. You spend working, communicating with people, you might socialize, you might do any manner of things that means your time isn't really your own. So when it gets to the evening and it gets to time by yourself, you just want a few hours that are yours. You just want to have some time where you can scroll on your phone or read or just do whatever you want without having to involve anybody or anything from the external world. You just want that. And so it's way too easy to take too much of that time and stay up too late, end up having to wake up early and not getting enough sleep. I think the real crusher is when you are used to functioning on not very much sleep because we can adjust to anything. There was a point in my life where four to six hours of sleep was very normal to me. At the end of 2020, when I actually started looking at these things and really taking my health seriously and thinking about my health, I was quite shocked to realize that I averaged four and a half hours of sleep a night. Primarily because I was functional. The way I saw it, I was getting everything I needed to do done, submitting assignments on time, getting to work and leaving work on time, all of that kind of stuff. I was from the outside in very functional. But I was used to a level of activity and a level of tiredness and sluggishness that isn't normal. It was just my normal. It's very easy to adapt to never sleeping enough and a constant low-level tiredness and low-level fatigue. So I didn't really see it as something I needed to address with any urgency until I saw the numbers in black and white like that and realized how bad it was. I'm not saying that I saw those numbers and fixed it immediately. I then continued to do what I was doing and ignoring those numbers. But I was well aware that something had to change at some point. I decided to take sleep seriously around the time I decided to take everything else seriously. My mental health, my physical health, because all of these things lean into each other. I can't be pushing myself to go to the gym and exercise and work really hard and trying to eat correctly and not sleep at the same time. Sleep is when most of our recovery takes place. Sleep is when our body and brains heal. So it was impossible for me to push myself and progress if I wasn't going to give myself the nourishment it deserved and needed in terms of sleep. So something I really did have to learn how to take seriously. I didn't know where to start. I would Google loads of things like how to sleep well, what to do when sleeping, how to sleep the night through. And the hardest thing 
to learning how to sleep better or develop better sleep habits was the, the, the classic thing that happens whenever you try and change any kind of habit. You start out and because it's so alien to you, at first, the thing itself is hard to do. So I tried to sleep earlier and I was used to sleeping at 1, 2, 3 a.m. If I get in bed at 10, into bed at 10, I don't feel tired. I will probably lay there for potentially hours trying to feel tired. And that initial period of resistance, what you want to do and what your body does anyway, that is really hard to get through, especially for something like sleeping because <laughs> isn't sleep so strange? You just lie there and pretend until it happens to you. And sometimes it's a little bit too long to just lie there and pretend. I'll be closing my eyes at 10 and have my eyes closed for hours and still not be asleep. There'll be times I'd be in bed at 10, close my eyes and try to sleep. And I'd tell myself, I'm not even going to open my eyes for an hour. I'd close my eyes for an hour and wait. I still wouldn't be asleep. I'd open one eye to look at the time and it'll be 10.07. And it was so frustrating because I just thought, why would I find, clearly I'm not the kind of person who sleeps at 10 p.m. I'm just going to get up and do my own thing and what will happen will happen. I really had to be very patient with myself in changing my habits and conditioning myself to sleep at a different time. Another thing was that my schedule wasn't very conducive to me sleeping early because I wasn't really doing enough in the day. At the time when I was at first working on fixing my sleeping habit, I was working in an office. So I'd be sitting down, sedentary all day, come home, probably eat dinner, work on some music or some audio stuff, work on content, and then go to sleep. So I'd essentially sit in front of a computer at work, come home, sit in front of a computer at home, go to sleep. And I wasn't doing enough with my body to be tired. I wasn't tired at all. Either that or I'd be overtired, super tired. And my worries and concerns would get to me. I'd lie there and I'd just think. My brain would just of all these scenarios that had been on the back burner all day because I was just focused on the things I needed to do. And then all of a sudden there was just a cacophony. There was so much noise and so many thoughts in my head of all the thoughts and ideas that I was squashing down all day. Some good, mostly bad. All the things I didn't want to work through and all the things I didn't want to think about were there. And I couldn't ignore them because I wasn't tired enough. And then I'd feel even worse because I was in bed thinking about these things because I was trying to go to sleep. I couldn't even go to sleep. So I felt like I was failing on multiple levels. So there was a lot going on, essentially, for the first few months when I was trying to sleep earlier and trying to change my sleeping habits. I had to stick at it through that time. Anything worth having doesn't come easily, especially something that has the long-term ramifications that sleeping well does. I thought to myself that if I didn't try my hardest to fix this, then I wasn't doing myself, I wasn't doing myself any favors essentially because it was a lot of effort, but I'm going to be sleeping for the rest of my life. So if I can fix it, I need to try and fix it. That, that was my thought process at the time. And there were loads of habits and loads of things that I picked up that gradually over time accumulated to help me be able to sleep. Now I have a very good sleeping routine. That was a lot of doom and gloom there, I apologize. Now I have a very good sleeping routine and it took a long time to build. 
but it's now one that even when I, when I go through my sleep routine, I feel tired or feel ready to sleep because I'm conditioned to it now. I'm used to it now. And all the things that I do make me feel like it's time to go to bed. It's time to sleep. And I'll go through that now. The first thing is phone usage. I talk about this a lot. I talk about phone usage a lot, but it's one of the most central parts of our lives, having a phone and using our phones every day. This one's not going to be very popular, but I use day mode in the day and night mode in the evening and in the night. I know that night mode looks better on everything. It just does. It looks better. It feels better. I think it's more sleek, but I use day mode in the day and night mode in the night. It kind of switches my brain on to thinking that, okay, it's time to wind down now. During the day, my phone being brighter makes more sense. During the evening, when I'm trying to cool it down, my phone being dark makes sense. And just subtle signals like that have helped me to realize as the day goes on or as, as the weeks go on, when my phone switches color, I'm thinking about ending the day, winding the day down. I also really do use the night shift. I have an iPhone. I'm not sure what the equivalents are on Androids, but I'm sure they do They do have them. I use night shift, so orange light on my phone from a certain time of the evening. Mine's from 9 p.m. And I actually do have orange lighting in my bedroom. I have a light bulb. They are. It's actually relatively inexpensive now to get a smart light bulb. And I use orange light on my smart light bulb in the hours up to going to sleep. There's a football player called Erling Haaland. Anyone who watches football will know that name. If you don't watch football, he's called Erling Haaland. He is from Norway. And he is an unbelievable player. He scored the most goals ever in a Premier League season last year. And he uses an orange light before he goes to sit in the house, before he goes to sleep. Now, as one of the best strikers that the Premier League has ever seen, you'd think he knows something about taking care of himself. When, he, when I read that, I felt very validated. That was the way that I was going about my life. Felt very pleased. So yes, I use an orange light bulb before I go to sleep. I have clothes that I sleep in. Clothes that I sleep in. That is an essential one. I saw a tweet a couple of years ago <laughs> that said, a t-shirt is never the same once you use it to sleep in, which is so funny and so true. But I had two sets of pajamas. And having pajama sets was one of the best things I could do for myself and for my inner child, actually. When you're a child, you get put in pajamas so that you know it's time to sleep. Why not the same as an adult? I have two sets of pajamas from Uniqlo. I rotate those and it makes me feel very good. I even have matching do-rags for each, each set of pajamas. And yeah, when I put my pajamas on, it's time to go to bed. It's time to go to bed. I don't eat or drink for a while before I go to sleep as well, just to make sure that I sleep the night through. Because it's one thing getting to sleep, it's another thing sleeping the night through. And as I said before, I used to struggle a lot when I'd go to bed and I hadn't tired myself out during the day. And that's another reason that exercising every day is something that's now non-negotiable in my schedule. Exercise does not have to be going to the gym and pushing myself to my limits. It can literally just be half an hour walking outside, some stretching, anything. But just any form of activity that will help me when it's time to, when it comes to the time to go to bed. I will also have set routines that lead me up to bedtime. 
So brushing your teeth is obviously a classic one. And I will put anything else that I need to do when I go to sleep around the time of me brushing my teeth. So my skincare routine, my four or five step skincare routine, I'll do that before I go to bed as well. And it just gives me some time in the evening to think about the act of going to sleep and to really consider it before I actually lie in bed and go to, go to sleep. Sleeping with my phone outside of my room is a recent one. I didn't have the option to do that before last year. So since last year, sleeping with my phone outside my room has been a big one. And making sure that my phone goes down at least half an hour before I go to bed. That one is uh, set in stone non-negotiable. I can't be on my phone last thing before I go to sleep. Everything on my phone stimulates my brain and keeps it awake. And that's great during the day. I want to be entertained. It's wonderful. But if I'm actually serious about wanting to go to sleep and getting a good night's rest, I have to put it down for a substantial amount of time before I actually want to fall asleep. Otherwise, I know it's not going to happen. And being honest with myself was, a, was another big one. I could be on my phone until I go to sleep, put my phone down, not be able to sleep. And I close my eyes for 20 minutes, not be able to sleep. And I'd say to myself, fine, I guess I can't sleep tonight. I'll sleep later and pick my phone up again. In the back of my mind, I know that's not good for me. And I know that I'm getting in my own way. But because I could justify it to myself, I would do it anyway. And getting rid of that was important because I had to be honest with myself. Do I really want to be able to sleep better? Do I really want to? Because if I do, I know I need to do this and do this for a period of time for it to be able to work. It helped. It helped a lot. There are also other obstacles to us sleeping well that aren't in our control. Stress is a big one. And stress is almost always external factors triggering things that we're stressed about. When work is stressful, when I might be having a falling out with a friend, when I've got a lot on my mind, it is very hard to sleep well. And those are things that aren't easy to deal with at all. And I'm not saying that we should be able to just switch our mind off to the day's problems and just go to sleep at any point. But again, building these routines has been something that's really helped me just more in terms of mindfulness. So if I've had a really rough day, rough, rough, rough day. Last month, let's say, I had, I remember I had one day where nothing really went to plan work-wise, had been cancelled on by somebody, had a falling out with somebody. I was just feeling really low all day. Then it came time to the evening, time to sleep, and I just felt terrible. I just felt like I don't want to sleep. Emotionally, I just didn't really want to sleep. It's weird when you're sad or when you're feeling really down, there's just something about staying up late, about the law of staying up late. It's almost, I want to sit in that feeling and really, as much as I don't want to feel like this, I don't want to escape it either. I just want to sit in it and just not do anything about it, which is perfectly valid, perfectly fine. But I've really learned recently to do in those times is when you need to do what's good for you most. And it feels like ignoring how I feel but it's not ignoring how I feel. It's genuinely wanting to change how I feel. If anything, I needed that day to end so I could wake up and look at my circumstances with fresh eyes and with energy, not stay up super late whilst everything became worse in my head and wake up tired of feeling like I'd had no respite from the situation. And in those situations is when I'm so grateful for having a good bedtime routine. There's a time when my phone light will turn orange 
My screen will go dark. I'll put my phone down. I'll go to the bathroom. I'll brush my teeth. I'll clean my face. I'll put my pajamas on. I'll get into bed. I'll read for half an hour and I'll go to sleep. And by the time I've gone through that process, the weight of the day feels a little bit less. And when I do go to sleep, I'm not happy. But I do know that things will be slightly different in the morning. And they always are. The situation might not be resolved. It might not be completely changed. But just having sleep and feeling like I have the energy to deal with things anew is a priceless feeling. And for me, with my poor habits, I knew it was something that could be worked towards and that I could earn for myself. Another thing that I've really had to work on is events and such making it difficult for me to sleep at a good time. At a time that means I could wake up early enough and still have a good night's sleep. I've really had to push through FOMO. And FOMO isn't always events. Sometimes it is events. So sometimes I'll be out and an event will end at 12, 1. And sometimes I have to make a judgment call and leave earlier than maybe I would like. Not even that I'd like. I feel like if I leave now, things are going to happen without me. Things are always happening without me everywhere. And the people who are at the event and the event that's going on that day has no bearing on the things I know I need to do tomorrow. So sometimes I do need to take myself out of a moment and think about the bigger picture when it comes to going home and getting a good night's sleep. The good thing also about sleeping well generally is that you can afford a night or two or three out of the week if you're getting good sleep on the other nights. It doesn't have to be eight hours a night, seven nights a row like I aimed for in 2017 like I did earlier this year. If I get five or six good nights of sleep in a week, one night out of that doesn't affect me too badly. So it is really just a judgment call. And no one cares as much as I think they do about me leaving somewhere early. That's one of the things I've learned since leaving places early. No one cares. People might try and get you to stay a little bit longer, but that's just because they're having a good time with you. And really and truly, if I put my foot down and say, no, I'm out. See you next time. Everyone just give me a hug and see me next time. There's also when you're at home, the FOMO of when you're at home and you're scrolling and I feel like I'm going to miss something if it comes up. I'm going to, something's going to happen any second I, and I'm scrolling. I don't, I don't really know what I'm looking for. I just know that I'm online for something. I feel like there's something that I need to be seeing right now. And there's nothing. I'm just procrastinating going to bed. And every time I buy into that feeling, I look up, there's something, there's something I'm scrolling for. I, there's just something. There's a reason I'm not going to bed right now. It's because I don't want to go to bed. It's nothing to do with my phone. There's nothing online that I'm, that I'm looking for. It's because I don't want to go to bed. Self-awareness is key. And being aware of that is key. Of course, sometimes we do have days where we feel like our time has been someone else's. I've just been working all day. I've been talking to other people all day. I've been socialized. I just want a little bit of time for myself. For me personally, I have learned that time to myself doesn't have to be at night. Sometimes waking up early and getting some time to myself fulfills exactly that function. I love the quiet hours of the morning where it's too early for anybody to talk to me, <laughs> to bother me, to ask me for anything. And my time is absolutely my own. I've realized that that fulfills the same function I was looking for when I was staying up super late at night. Having that time to ourselves is essential. and We have to carve it out somewhere. 
But doing it in the morning for me has become much healthier than it was to do it at night. Especially because in the morning, it does have a limit. There'll be a time where my day has to start. If I give myself more time in the morning and then still give myself a little bit of time in the evening, it's much better than staying up far too late at night because I just feel like I need more time to myself. Generally, as I've slept better, I have felt better as well about everything. Lack of sleep, being tired, makes me irritable. And I'm aware it makes me irritable. But one of the worst things about being irritable is that you're irritated at yourself for it, which makes you more irritable. And I don't like not being a nice person to be around. I don't want to affect the people around me badly just because I'm not taking care of myself well enough. And I also don't want to feel like I'm a negative presence or like I don't like myself very much because I'm not taking care of myself. Out to me and the people around me to take care of myself in the most basic and fundamental ways. And one of those is getting enough sleep. As I said earlier, it's not an easy thing to do to change your habits around sleep. Because we sleep every single day, having poor habits around sleep means that they've been embedded over a long amount of time. But any habit can be changed. And if there's anything that's worth the effort, it's this, because we are going to be sleeping for the rest of our lives. So I really hope my sharing of my experiences today have been of some help. Or some entertainment, if nothing else. Sleep is important for us. Sleep is good for us. It's nice to sleep. It's nice to even nap, that extra sleep in the day. Wonderful. And if you have trouble sleeping, I really hope you find something that helps. Because sleep is such a cornerstone of everything that we do and our health and well-being generally. And it's something we all deserve to do well. Thank you for being here. And whatever you're doing this week, I hope you have a wonderful one.